You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hey, it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. There it is. You know what it is? I, uh, again, I, I'm not an excuse guy because I'm definitely not an excuse guy because my, my radio mentor, Peter Gross, uh, legendary Toronto sportscaster, told me this when I was first starting out in the business. He goes, George and Alex, this is, this is a lot directed towards you too. Even if it's 2% your fault, it's still your fault. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, my, my flight was delayed, got in super late last night. This guy's on no sleep. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, the 590 comes out of my mouth because <laughs> I'm on autopilot because I haven't slept. I was like, are you cheating on us over there yeah. while you were um, gone? You're just doing yeah. secret shows? No, well, okay, for, okay. <laughs> let me address something real quick here, too. Um, I did do Inside the Lines during the holidays, too. And for those of you who don't know, um, that takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> I write every game preview. It like It's probably about seven to ten hours of prep every week to do Inside the Lines. And I keep getting these messages. You still at the fan? <laughs> You still working? Like, this guy can't get a vacation? Like, I've been grinding for 14 years in this business, and heaven forbid I get two weeks off? Oh, you don't even work, you lazy Easterner. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cranking out six days a week. Get back to work, monkey. And yeah, that's today. Dude, I, I understand. I understand. You're worked up. You need a day off tomorrow about it? I, actually, I'm, I'm taking the rest of the week <laughs> off after today. So... <laughs> Then I'm shutting it down. I'm going to Regina with Patty Dumal. Yeah, man. <laughs> I can't wait to go to Saskatchewan. Go watch uh, the Pats. Maybe catch a live viewing of the Brad Peterson show. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love my man. Rob. He's got a place. I'd love to have Rod Peterson on the show one time. If there was some Rough Riders news some that I could... Hot Riders and Stamps chat? You know, I, you know I really care about the Rough Riders. I know you're dialed. The Green Riders. I'm yeah. dialed in. Okay. How about all those signings? Yeah, that guy and that other guy. So this is uh, the first time in 2023 the four of us are back together on the show. Um, uh, yeah, Flames lost last night, uh, crushing defeat. Uh, blew a two-goal lead, looked great for 30 minutes. Uh, we'll talk about that the entire show. But uh, I want to know what you guys did during the Christmas holidays because I feel like the supply teacher uh, who went to, like, the Bahamas and came back, you know, because everybody was essentially back Monday, right? All the kids were back from school Monday. Is that what happened here in Alberta? I think it's... Tuesday because New Year's was on the weekend, so I think Monday was a bit of a holiday, but it was pretty quick early on. No, no, I'm talking like kids went back to school last week here. This Monday, they used to talk about there. I don't know, dude. I don't have kids. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, back to normalcy. Sure. We're all back to normalcy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your holiday? What did you do? Did you do anything fun? It was good. I was was here for a lot of it. Okay. Uh, A lot of rest and and relaxation. I got a little sick for a little bit. I got a pretty vicious stomach bug. But apart from that, it was nice and relaxed. I went to a couple Wranglers and Hitman games as uh, a fan. Oh, wow. Covered a couple of hockey games just because I was a bit of a workaholic. You can't quit it. Can't quit it. I can't quit you. Yeah, I yep. just couldn't do it. I couldn't kick the habit. Uh, I even came in on uh, a Friday to do a, a a little segment with Patty Dumas one morning. But yeah, that was man. pretty much wow. it. I just hung around and like boozed, you, basically. You could have you could have called. Hey, George, you want to jump on and talk about this? I would have politely declined, but you could have <laughs> asked. 
<laughs> like I would have said no right away, but I'm like, yeah, you could have asked. Patty DeMond, did you do anything exciting here during uh, the holidays? No, I uh, was here. Uh, okay. Doing, doing, uh, doing the I'm doing getting the shows. a little sad. No, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I, 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 me with George, me and holidays, I don't do anything. They're just another day to me. That's, okay. That's just the way I am. He so. just gets to sleep in. I just get to sleep in. Okay. That day but off. that's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Watch some movies. Sleep? Saw Top Gun Maverick. Awesome. Oh, my God. First time? Yeah. Okay, um, just real If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, definitely see it. I was waiting for it. It's on the streaming services the, now. So. My, it was so good. My favorite part of that movie, too, Patty DeMille, is at the beginning where they play Danger Zone Yeah, the aircraft carriers are flying off. Oh. Talk about Boner Patrol right Take away right oh. the start. Just You're like, yeah, nostalgia. The bar. Oh yeah, yeah. and the they're bar. like, and like the guys in the thing are doing like all the moves, and the planes are taking off. I'm like, yes, <laughs> was awesome. Let's go. It was awesome. Let's get these unnamed, unshown villains of the program. Yeah, you'll ne- they'll never name. <laughs> what country are we invading, guys? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nope. there you go. Look at what. Just, like, oh yeah, he's ha- he's really good now. What happened to Alex? <laughs> new year, new me, George. I'm used. <laughs> I'm used to, I'm used to our technical director Alex Brody being about five to nine seconds late to everything, but all of a sudden I mentioned Danger Zone, pow! And like they're just doing the aircraft taking off. Oh, and like that awesome. No CGI in that movie made me no. so happy. Yeah, like those oh, fighter jets, man. If you ever get to, there's an air show out in Springbank in the summer, George. If you're still here, yeah. Go I'll be here in the summer. No, I'm saying if you don't, if you're not uh, gone away for a vacation or something. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm such a vacation guy. <laughs> if you don't need, a, if you don't need a yeah. yeah. Six and by off. the way, yeah. I was off in December because I was <laughs> terribly sick. Like I was horrendously ill. He did. He did have a week away sick. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, that <laughs> was fun. He couldn't speak. Yeah, yeah that was fun. It was best for everybody. Yeah. He wasn't here. But yeah. it, like they have the Springbank uh, Air Show, and it's it's the Spring. Excuse me. What kind of bank? Springbank. Okay. Yeah. You can get in trouble it's with a little that. West one. of the city. Not, um, no, not the other S Bank. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you can get in trouble with that one. So, uh, Alex Brody, what was your holiday? You must have been here every day. Do they give you days off? Well, I had the opportunity to go back to the beautiful province of Manitoba. You drove? Yeah, I drove out, which okay. was the right call because the airports were absolutely packed. Mm. Went out for about six days and then I was back here. So, quick, quick holiday, but it was nice to, to get out for a little bit. But. Mm. No, it was good to get back. Okay. The, well, I, I don't, you probably was good to leave Manitoba as quickly as possible. Like, I've never been. Got stuck in Regina on the way home. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> like, I, again, I don't want to besmirch the good province of Manitoba, but I, them in Saskatchewan, like, I need a re, like, people are telling me here, don't even go to Edmonton. Oh, no, it's not. I, yeah, I, that's what I'd, I mean. I'd probably go to Saskatchewan before Edmonton. Oh, wow. Okay. So, again, I don't want to, you know, just. I know we have some listeners in those provinces, and we love them. Oh, 100%. But it's like, don't go there. Um, that's great that you had some fun uh, in Manitoba. I, uh, I I spent a lot of time with friends and family. had a lot of drinks. Good. Uh, had had a bit of a Christmas illness, too, again. Yeah. Part two. Kicked you in and the like, teeth. And I wanted to, like, I just, I'm like, I'm, ne- I'm never going to be good. I'm never going to be healthy. And that was pretty be, much my attitude. Yeah. Like, I'm, just, I'm never going to shake it. <laughs> I'm never going to shake But now I feel like I have super immunity to everything. Okay. Because now I'm over, like, because yeah, like, everything's going around. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Licking doorknobs and kissing strangers. You know, and that's stuff. not me. What did I do the first thing I got here? I had to disinfect this gross studio. <laughs> and I had a coffee cup. I drank the last shift I was in here, and I, I left it there. I go, that is going to be there with the gross coffee residue from over a month ago. It is right there. I don't know what to tell you about that. That yeah. feels like your fault. Um, 
uh, real quick, back on my flight last night, uh, super delayed. I had a guy, younger guy, probably in his 20s. He threw up before even the plane started moving. Like motion sickness or like... I don't know. Maybe uh, imbibing, got on the wrong plane. I, oh, this one's not going to Mexico. I have no idea, but it delayed us for like a good 20 minutes to half an hour. That's no good. No. A little bit of a long shift in yeah. the chilies, and then all of a sudden everyone's delayed. I, I'm not going to mention this the airline, but it's a sort of direction, and then it says jet. Like, I'm not going to tell you which airline it was. South Jet. I'm not going to tell you. East? Canadian Airlines. Yeah, there you go. Um, it And I, the flight got delayed four different times. You get a notification on your phone. Now the flight's this. Now the time has changed to this. So it was a little frustrating last night. And the guy beside me kept asking me about, uh, and luckily there was a space, a seat between us. He kept asking about the chargers not working. I go, bro, I go, I don't know why it's you're, it's not charging fast enough. I go, what do you want me to do? I don't, I don't know. I don't like, work I'm not, here. Bro. I'm, not the, I'm not the plane engineer. I don't know why your iPhone is not charging enough. Like, I, I don't know. Please leave me alone. Well, I, you probably could have helped him a little bit. No, I, I show. I go, I go. It's plugged in. You didn't I, go, have I don't, I don't know, man. For him. You didn't have any. Listen, I like to. You be didn't the, do a power cycle. I like to be the guy in the plane who says nothing to the person beside them if I'm by myself. I agree. I like to just have my little headphones on and put my stupid neck pillow on. Sometimes and just... I don't even like to talk to the person I'm flying with. Okay, well that that's just that would that would be awkward. But I I do not like to say anything. But I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm love that I'm back. Lots to talk about. Julie McKenzie going to join us later on the show. Uh, Julian and I are playing on the same ball hockey team. So this got this got brought to fruition. You yeah. ended up doing it. You're going to be running yeah. around. Yeah. Shout out to my man Blair from the Royals because apparently that's the team I'm playing on. I have no idea who these people are, what they look like, how good the team is. I already warned them that I'm going to be horrendously out of shape for the first game. Nice. Like I'm gonna, I think I'm going to run on the treadmill today just to start getting... And not to mention the thin air here, it's probably going to make me even worse because I'm not accustomed to running in, the, like, in the altitude does, here. How does any NHL team yeah, exactly. play here? It's tough. There is an advantage. So uh, we'll talk to Julian about the Flames. He wrote a piece on the report card for the half season. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about him. I'm not only playing ball hockey. I'm playing soccer Sundays and basketball for some reason. Mondays. And the reason what? why I'm playing basketball. How did you get wrangled into three basketball? sports? Well, John Bender's like yeah. 6'11", 700 pounds in the post. He's unstoppable. <laughs> the, I'm just a 5'10", short femured Serbian who thinks he can shoot but can't really. The femurs are short. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing, the only reason why I got into basketball or wanted to play basketball, it's like I used to love playing basketball in, the, in gym class. When we used to have the scoreboard, I go, this is awesome. I love this. And I'm like, I want to do that in Calgary. Okay, because I need to get out of my jail cell, aka my apartment. Mm-hmm. I need to go. I need to be active. You I want to go meet do some stuff. people. You got to do some things. Sure, get out and about, see the community. And the the only negative like Daryl talks about. He's see, out on the streets talking to the real fans. See the only negative thing. I don't know if it's a negative, but both my soccer and my basketball is co-ed. I think you'll be fine. Okay, ball hockey definitely not co-ed. I would not play co-ed ball hockey. And if you play fine. co-ed ball hockey or co-ed whatever, God bless you. That's fine. It's just. I'm looking forward to to playing some soccer. So uh, I believe my first game Sunday and my first ball hockey game is Friday night. So I'll have lots to report on. And essentially why I join these things too is content for the show. Soccer at this time of year? You get a big bubble well, you're going to play, oh, yeah, I guess? Of course. Hmm. Yeah. Right on. 
Yeah, looking forward to that because I played some soccer. I hate running. So well, I know you do. Um, that's why I didn't ask you to play ball hockey. Because <laughs> I specifically asked you, hey, you want to play ball hockey? You're like, no, I hate to run. I just want to coast on my skates. <laughs> and I exactly totally understand that because you're in super shape when you just coast. Golf? Take two strides and you just coast. Oh, yeah. Golf. Carts. Yeah. Hockey, skates. Yeah. Apart from that, yeah. No eh. running. Slow pitch. No running for this. Small guy. burst. Ten uh, seconds max. One more thing uh, before we tee up the rest of the show. Okay. Um, picked up some coffees from a specific place that will be my rival when I open my coffee shop, Jim Thornton's. Yeah. Um, what Jim is bits. worse for your Uber driver? Okay, here's a couple things. Jim no, bits. Jimmy's. Jim those. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> I who told, I who told replaced you. this imposter? <laughs> Who's this imposter working our board this morning? <laughs> Alex Brody just killing it. Wow. Like you like like you're peaking right away in January here, Alex. Like you like like There's I'm really lot, I'm lot really impressed. Like I'm really impressed with what you're what you what you're bringing this morning. I so, appreciate it. Like me, I'm just dipping my toe back into the show. <laughs> like I expect as mediocre show as possible <laughs> and I expect the text line to to listen accordingly. Yes. But Congratulations, that was very good. So, um, two things about Uber driver, and again, I, God bless anybody driving Uber. How come the picture on your app is never the same guy who picks you up? <laughs> I'm always... how come it's never that guy? I'm like, you don't look like this photo. Mm, yeah, I I tried. I used to. Just Why look does he the always car? try to kiss you too? No, that doesn't Wait. happen. No, that doesn't. <laughs> that only happens to women. No. So. Why does this picture never look the same? And number two, the gentleman, great job today, drove me, very, no talking, which I like. But when he said hello to me, what is worse from a, and God bless anybody who drives people's living, but what is worse uh, when you jump into a, even a car with somebody? The bow, the bad B.O., or the bad breath? Which one is worse? B.O. Because this guy's breath was, how can I, I gotta, it could curl your hair, it was so bad. Oh. Yeah. And maybe he has a digestive problem. Maybe there's something you going like on. Feel your eyes starting to water. Yeah. <laughs> Can I crack but a what's window? Worse, like terrible breath or the bow? Uh, because bo is unacceptable in 2023. I think it's, it's unacceptable. The yeah, I think it's the bow. Okay. I was in a superstore the other day. I was getting some uh, produce, and I worked, walked by uh, someone who was uh, restocking some produce, mm-hmm. and I got a. <clears throat> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because it smacks you in the face. Whoa. And then I went, onions are further back. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, but this gentleman, God bless him, didn't look like his picture and had an interesting breath. But luckily, we didn't speak uh, during the short ride. Yeah, I'm not but, much uh, of a... He got me here safe, and I'm uh, super excited for the show. Uh, I mentioned Julian McKenzie uh, from The Athletic. He's going to join us at 8.30 this morning. Stewie, Anthony Stewart, the NHL on Sportsnet at 8 o'clock. Uh, Shy Diggity, Shy Davidi at 7 o'clock. Blue Jays uh, signing Brandon Belt, making a trade yesterday. Got to ask Shy too, like, the, the team's better, right? Since losing, blowing that soul-crushing game to the Mariners. Like we How think, much better right? are they? But, uh, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. And we did pick our, our hockey team, right? Yeah, our we, man, got the, the uh, we got the boys, the Whalers. Yeah. Who apparently they're Lost playing against the, the Lushes, and they actually play in the same division in the same league already, apparently. So, so this that's is just a happy out. little circumstance that they probably will actually be relatively equal in talent. Okay. Although I assume both clubs have reached out to a couple of ringers for this thing. Oh, but, boy. But at this point, that's my assumption. And just to double check, we're playing this in the evening. Yeah, this is going to go okay. in the evening, George, All when right. actual people do things. Okay. 
I'm looking forward to that. Not uh, during our show. Flames lost last night 4-3 in overtime to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we want to ask you on the text line, 960-960, name and location, um, which loss was worse? Sundays to the Blackhawks, 4-3 in overtime, or last night's in St. Louis, 4-3 in overtime? What say you, Matty Rose? Hmm. It's like the punch in the mouth or the kick in the pills, really. It's, uh, Am I losing teeth? I think that in either of these situations, neither of these are good. The Blues one probably hurts more because through 40, that game felt like it was in control. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks game, that one is equally frustrating given the opponent. And given the fact that Patrick Kane didn't play? Yeah, and listen, the Blues were really banged up as well. Eight regulars out of the lineup? A lot of them. But I would still say it's the game that you had the lead going into the third. You played a pretty dominant second period, and you let it slip away. And the overtime was just... Why do we bother at this point? Why don't you just, all right, got the extra time, take your one point and go, because... It's been a mess in the three-on-three situations thus far. I understand you're getting the point, and that helps because you're still in this race, and all you got to do is get in, and then who really cares about three-on-three overtime anymore? Right. But at the end of the year, when you if, if you end up missing by a point or two, those are the ones that you start looking at. Yeah. One against Chicago, one against St. Louis. You get two of four points in your first two games on this trip. It's the equivalent of winning and loss, but you got to be... Sharp on Thursday. Now, this stat, too, uh, points in 15 of the last 19. That's right. Yeah, Doesn't like feel th- like it, right? I know. They're act like going into yesterday, they have three, one, and one in their last five, and six, two, and two in their last 10. Yeah. They've been playing some decent hockey. It feels to me that last season, everything went right. No injuries. They scored at will. Markstrom was amazing. And they won the entire division. And this year, Nothing is coming easy. It's the exact opposite. Markstrom hasn't been as sharp. You look at the game, uh, the second goal for the Blues to open up the third period. That's a bad rebound he lets out. But he still had good moments in the game. They score three goals, but for the Flames, that's about as many as they usually get nowadays. Mm. That's different than last year. Just nothing feels easy this season. Um, Producer Patrick Dumas, Mm -hmm. which loss was worse, Sunday or last night? Uh, I will say last night as well. I believe uh, that you have a two-goal lead in the third period, that this should be a... And we know leads get blown around the league all the time nowadays, but I'm gonna, that was a gut punch there yesterday. Like I, like Maddie said, that second period was, was pretty good for the Flames, and it's the little things in their game that, that creep back in. Like we said yesterday, the attention to detail isn't there. The line changes aren't there. It wasn't the issue yesterday, but the Chicago had the line change issues. Uh, with the Chicago game, it was just like you know what, that was a that was a back and forth affair. It wasn't like the Flames had a handle on it at all throughout that game. It just felt felt like it, that's just going to happen every so often. Last night was a tough one, and I know St. Louis has been playing some good hockey, inspired hockey with all these guys out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. But this that was last night wasn't acceptable, and I know it's Sutter said it after like you get a point on the road, that's fine, and he'll take it. Yeah, but. Now you got you got St. Louis again Thursday, Dallas Nashville to close this out. What did Daryl say? He likes to come home with more points than games on the road. Mm-hmm. So now you got to go two wins. That's a hot take. 
and uh, here down the stretch here to get over the uh, the five. Yeah, um, Jacob Markstrom too. I'm sure his name will come up, but his propensity to let in a softy it's kind of creeping back into his game here lately, and that's not ideal. Like, is it Vladar time a little bit you know, here? <clears throat> Because cause the thing is, it's it's interesting, right? Because he lets in a softy here and there, and then he keeps the team in the game and makes spectacular saves. Like, like I just, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. The one yesterday that sticks out for me is the, the second goal scored by the Blues early on. Adam Rzichka, something happens to him off a faceoff in the neutral zone. He's slow getting to the bench, even though he comes out for his next shift. Nazem Kadri's late getting on the ice, so he doesn't tangle up the guy and he can't prevent the rebound. But the problem is that rebound should have never been on the ice, right? Mm. To me, honestly, like it hasn't been soft goals necessarily. It's been rebound control for me lately. Like it hasn't been like a stinker from the second on against Chicago was probably the only one he was really maybe at fault. Exactly. It just feels like the rebound yeah. control isn't what we're well, used to seeing from a guy who usually has pucks stick to him like Velcro. But that but that's what we saw from him earlier on in December. Like he was back to being that guy where the puck was sticking to him before the Christmas oh, 100%. break. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like that's creeping back into his game, and I think that's a very astute point from you, Matty Rose. Uh, it is the big show. Russick, Rose, Dumas, Brody, Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Later on in the show, uh, there's a few things I want to get to. Uh, you guys need to explain to me why our Twitter account is down because I don't know why. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, the 960 Twitter account. Alex Brody's Twitter account is rocking what's going on in our show. In Elon Musk's world, we it takes like a business week to get your stuff back. So, Is that what it is? I don't know. It just felt like... Ripping into Elon Musk? Yeah. Isn't that what we do now? I guess. It feels like low-hanging fruit. So that's you what... see what they did to the app yesterday on, twi- on Twitter? No. If you no. go to the homepage, they have a two thing. They have a for you tweets and then following. So they got rid of the home and latest, on the, on the at least on my app. Huh. So if you go to the homepage, it's like half of it's for you, which is okay. all over the place. And then if you go over to following, it's more of the you'll get the timeline. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll find out what happened to the Sportsnet 960 Twitter account. And uh, <laughs> some hot wrestling talk. With Patrick Dumas. Alex Brody, you're not a wrestling, or are you a wrestling guy? Nah, not too big into Okay, but you're in, like, if, if there was some big esports news, I'd go to you right away. Oh, yeah. oh but please do. Patrick Dumas is a big wrestling guy because apparently there was some potential massive sale last night that I want to get Patrick Dumas' take on. And I think there was something that uh, is involved in that too. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Flames lose last night. 4-3 in overtime to the Blues. We'll be all over it like a dirty shirt. Shy of eating at the top of the hour. The Rose Report is next. I'm back for my seemingly forever holiday, according to some people. Don't take any time off, monkey. Go and, go talk on the radio. I'm back in your cage. That's, That's essentially what it is. Those are the rules. Although I was on every day, every Sunday, talking football all the time. Those are the rules, George. No. Back on the air, monkey. It's the big show. Russell and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, the morning report is straight ahead with my man, Matt Rose, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. 
Oh, boys, big thanks to Mr. Dumas for keeping the seat warm. Happy to be back here. We're all back in our right spots. Had a nice break, but hey, ready to crush 2023, aren't we now? Yeah, we we, we work hard, but we play harder. I don't know what. Like, yeah? Yeah. I, yeah. I see this as an absolute win. Everyone's back. Okay. It's an absolute win, George. Unfortunately, not an absolute win in St. Louis last night. That's Played 55 good minutes tonight. And- not enough for 60. So we'll dive into that as well. Um, it was the midway point of the NHL season. Lots of other action, including another memorable game for the Vancouver Canucks, plus some Blue Jays notes. So we'll dive into that too. Yeah, I felt something in my butt. Uh, we begin with the game in St. Louis. Flames making one lineup change. Walker Dewar entered the contest on the fourth line, replacing Radam Zahorna. Zahorna scratched alongside Connor Mackey and Jacob Pelche. Dewar, a nice little contingent of family that drove nine hours from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to get to the game. Thought he had a nice first period, even though he didn't really get a shift in until the Blues had already opened up the scoring. The Flames looked to get an early power play, but moments later, Nazem Kadri, amidst a rain of boos following the Avalanche and Blues playoff round last year, Kadri handed an interference penalty. Moments later, Nikita Zadorov takes a tripping penalty. And the Blues went to work on the power play. shoots and scores. Pavel Buchnevich took the shot, and it looked like Robert Thomas set up the screen. I don't think he got a piece of the puck. The Blues score a power play goal and take a one-to-nothing lead. Buchnevich buries. Scored the game winner in the 5-2 victory for the Blues in Calgary a few games before the holiday break in their first meeting this season as St. Louis went up 1-0 really early, but did like the response from the Flames. Had some solid play throughout the midst of the first. They didn't back down, kept battling, and eventually would get rewarded. Pick up a loose puck and slide it out to center and ahead to Huberdeau. Saucers at left wing side to Kadri, who centers. Lucic scores! Milan Lucic makes a beeline to the Blues net, reaches out, and redirects the puck pass to Jordan Binnington, and the Flames tie the game at one. The big man with the afterburners gets to the net on a nice little rush. It all begins with a Nikita Zadorov block, so a couple of big fellas helping out to get the Flames on the board. Great execution by Kadri and Huberdeau on the rush as well. Nice feed from number 91 to get Milan Lucic's uh, third point in three games. Uh, I asked uh, you, Patty Dumal, Lou, over under four and a half Milan Lucic goals for the season. He's going to fly over that total. He's got four now. Watch out. He's cr- going to crush it, man. Like he'll end up with what, eight? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how long he stays on this line, I think. I think we'll do that tomorrow. We'll have some sort of Milan Lucic second line question tomorrow. All right. But that was a, a beautiful tic-tac-toe goal. You got to get to the net there, yep. right? And what more can you ask for from the big man on that play? Worried about foot speed? Kept up with the rush. Moments later, the Flames would get their first lead of the game. Now, Huberto and Tucker fight for it. Huberto goes tripped up by Tucker as it comes back to the left point for Zadorov, who shoots and scores! Nikita Zadorov took the shot. And it looked like Michael Backlund tipped the puck past Jordan Bennington, and the Flames have scored two unanswered to take a 2-1 lead. The Backlund line, alongside Andrew Mangiapane and Blake Coleman, they've been really solid for a while, but haven't necessarily had the, the points. Here they do get rewarded. Backlund deflects into Zadorov shot. Really like that shift for the third pair as well. Flames left the first period with a 2-1 lead. 
Um, what I've noticed in the city is many things. Number one, it's beautiful. Number two, um, some people like to really crush Daryl Sutter and get upset with Daryl Sutter. But are we giving Daryl Sutter enough credit for putting that trio together, which has essentially been the best line on this team since he's done that? The most consistent, for sure. They haven't had the results always, but you never watch them and you go, look at all these passengers. When Michael Backlund is playing his best two-way hockey, he is an absolute force to deal with, and would, that's what we're seeing right now. Would you even say he's the best third-line center in the NHL? I think that I would say he's right in there. He's, okay. without a doubt, top five, and you can make the argument he's the best. All right. That line would tally again to start the second. Brings it back into the blue zone and feeds it in front. Hannafin trying to set her to Backlund. Does Backlund and Coleman whack away, but can't knock it in the net. Now Majapati scores! Andrew Majapati rips the puck past Jordan Binnington. The Flames have scored three unanswered. Majapati's first and 12 makes it 3-1. to Oh, monkey off the back for number 88. 35 goals last year. He's on pace for less than 20. Snapping a 12-game goalless streak. Finally picks a, a spot. Like, he's getting those opportunities, but it felt like every time he did, it was right into the crest or right into the pillows. There he puts it right under the bar. No mistake showing uh, why he had such a good year last season. Flames took a 3-1 lead just a minute into the second. Was that first 30 minutes of that game last night reminiscent of this team start in October? Back when they were 5-2 and two to start the season? Yeah. Yeah. They'd... How they got off to a great start. They started on time, as Mike Babcock <laughs> likes to say. Because that's what that felt like last 100%. night. 100%. It felt like the October version of the Flames where they're jumping on their opponents early and being the aggressors. And we saw that for the first 30 minutes in St. Louis last night. Could have gotten rattled after those power plays in the first five minutes of the game. You go down one nothing. Instead, they come back. They score three unanswered. Really liked the second period. There was a couple of posts in there for sure. But they couldn't add... A fourth tally, even with a strong power play. So into the third we went. You'd hope the Calgary could keep the pressure up, but instead it was the Blues turning this thing upside down. Throws it, moves it up the middle. It's David drops it. Kyrie spin shoots and scores. After making it three to two, the Blues tie the game up. Jordan Kyrie with his team leading 20th goal of the season. We've got a tie hockey game. It is 3-3, just like that. So Nikita Alexandrov scores moments into the period off a juicy rebound led out by Jacob Markstrom. And then we have that tally you just heard. Jordan Cairo cuts to the middle of the ice. Little toe drag around Milan Lucic. And a nice shot picks the top corner of the net uh, through a screened... Jacob Markstrom, Rasmus Anderson providing the screen is. I didn't love the top pair yesterday. Uh, that's a tough one as the game was tied just moments into the third period. I know Lou talked about it last night on the post game show. Um, he hasn't been impressed with the top four on the blue line, especially post Christmas break. There's been good games, but there has not been consistently good games where so I've been able to string them together. Like, I thought Noah Hannafin had moments yesterday where he's activating down the wall and getting down behind the net, and it looks good. But then I also found that there were moments that, like yesterday, he kind of struggled in some of their transition defense. 
Uh, two goals, moments apart. That started the third. Calgary would hold on to get to overtime. The Blues actually did score again moments later, but it was called back on an offside review. Flames are now four for four when they challenge offside yeah. this season. Uh, shout out to my man Pringle. Jamie uh, Pringle. Yeah, he is. he's a stud when it comes to challenges. Dude, and, and, and no the, worry, guys. And you we know, this. and this is something we've talked about on this show, how it's a bit of a joke in the NHL, how like they mill around a little bit. The referee's skating around. The bench gets a chance to look at it. Are we going to challenge? Are we not? Are we doing this? Are we not? Jamie Pringle on the ball all the time, and he hits it out of the park once again. Clearly an offside. No brainer, no doubt about it. But he, that dude, so on the ball right away, gives the gives the nod to Daryl. Challenge it. Goal gets wiped away again. Shout out to Jamie Pringle and his very very quick decision making on when the flame should challenge. Well, and we know that Daryl Sutter gets frustrated with these challenges when they go on for too long. So you love to see yeah. them actually doing what they preach here and being like, "Hey, I just have a good video guy. If your guy's not as good as mine, that's too bad. Clocks out. You don't get the challenge." Um, but there they get the, the call right. And uh, unfortunately for the Flames, they wouldn't get the victory, but they would be able to get out of the third period and get this game to overtime. Huberto, he dangles in, tries to drop pass, but it's intercepted. And now a 2-1-1 the other way. Kairou and Thomas. Kairou to Thomas. He shoots and scores. Yeah, so that sucked. Uh, 30 seconds into the overtime frame. Jonathan Huberto tries to drop pass to Rasmus Anderson. Anderson is yeah. going to the right side of the ice, and in the end, it's two-on-one with two of the most dangerous players on the ice in the entire contest, Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. They bury the two-on-one. Bingo, bingo, boingo. 4-3 um, setback. And I know people were, were really upset with Huberto with that play, but that's something we see a lot here on three-on-three overtimes. Like the drop passes, the just throwing into open ice so your defenseman or another winger can grab the puck or when, when he forward, whatever was on the ice, just so you can maintain possession. And it just blew up in the Flames' face last night. Because I, it's something that the Flames have struggled with all season. It's for some reason three-on-three three overtime. I actually like the play from Jonathan Huberto there. He does the drop pass. He tries to engage the defenseman to try and eat up a shot lane. If Rasmus Anderson reads that the way that Jonathan Huberto wants him to read it, sure, he's leaning into a one-timer and, through three sets of legs, and you're creating a great or, scoring chance. Or worst case, you're maintaining possession. Sure. Because that's obviously the duh, it's obviously the key in three on three overtime. Yeah, hundred percent. But again, that's them the breaks, and then Jonathan Huberto gets crushed last night on the text line and people calling in saying, as I heard, uh, it's already the worst contract in the NHL and hasn't even started yet. Settle down, Fanny. Yeah. A little dragon's breath well done. for you there. Uh, hey, the Thomas line. Uh, Sutter thought they had a tough line, uh, time controlling them. They scored the power play goal to start. Scored the third goal against our veteran top line, and they scored in overtime. <laughs> so I'd say that's the whole game. Two points each for Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich. Jordan Cairo. You're having three. trouble with that name, Buchnevich. Eh? Yes. Buchn- that was a t- that was a great Buchnevich. trade by the Blues, by the way. They got him for essentially nothing. Um, I did want to look into this because I saw that floating around a little bit yesterday. I couldn't remember if it was like a salary cap thing because they knew they were going to have to pay him and they didn't actually have the room mm-hmm. because they shed a lot of salary when you bring in Sammy Blay as your player and Pavel Buchnevich is the other guy. But they actually got two good draft picks back. Like I'm pretty sure they drafted Keandre Miller with that draft oh, pick. Oh, okay. All right, then. It maybe wasn't as bad. 
Or what am I thinking of? I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, the Flames lose 4-3, to three, but they're going to stay in St. Louis and get to play the uh, I, yeah, Blues I, again on Thursday. I think these are dumb. The back-to-back <laughs> -back in the same city? <laughs> it's dumb. Like, who thought this was a good idea at the NHL office? Like, I get it. It limits travel, saves money for teams. I get all of that nonsense. But who wants to watch back-to-back -back games in St. Louis against the Blues? Honestly. Like I maybe like a Blackhawks fan, but even then, like again, I you know I crush the NHL schedule makers all the time, and again, I'll get it's no easy job. I understand all of that, but only playing the Oilers three times in a year and having these weird back to backs, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for the game. Like who's really amped up to see the Blues? Oh, are we gonna see? Oh, they really hate each other in the second game. No, it's January. It's the dog days of the NHL season. It's yep. not like these guys are going to be super fired up. To, oh, revenge game for the Flames. They're going to come out. It's going to be hits galore. No, it's not. Hate these back-to-backs in the same city. They suck. Yeah, the Flame Sharks didn't do it for you when they played. No, no. but again, it did it for me when I put a bet on uh, Flames team total for goals. Of course it did. So I'm like, San Jose, my God, uh, They <laughs> defensively, they could give two you know what's they give zero you know what's in their own end which is great if you want to bet the flames scoring a lot of goals but no it sucks but that being said great point by you Matty Rose you knew the flames were potentially going to win both those games you go into St. Louis last night down eight guys probably going to win this game might even win the next game on Thursday but still I hate it I hate these back-to-back -back games I think they're dumb and it's not good for the it's not good for the sport they're even doing it in the NBA is that where the NHL stole it from yeah, the, Raptors the NBA are doing schedule it right yeah. now with the Hornets yeah. Oh, great. Back to back against the Hornets. How electric Oof. is that? Like, who's yeah. like, who's like, oh, I can't wait for this revenge game tomorrow in St. Louis. Andrew Montrapani after the game was like, yeah, some guys were saying it's kind of like a playoff series. I was like, mm. who's saying that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, elsewhere. Okay. Canucks Penguins in Pittsburgh. Second game of a five game road trip for the Canucks. And they just got off to an outstanding start here, George. Connor Garland, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, they all scored Chase Casey to Smith just seven minutes into the game. That gave the Penguins the boost they needed, and really it was the superstars putting the team on their back last night. Malkin a blast, scores from the right wing circle, a one-timer past Martin, shot off the draw, they score! Jason Zucker from the slot up over the glove of Martin. On the back end, back in front. Malkin puts it in atop the crease. Give and go to perfection. Malkin slappers loose in front. They score. Ricard Raquel slams it in at the near post. Five unanswered goals. The Canucks lose five to four. It's their fifth loss in the last six games. They're now eight games, eight points back of a wild card spot. Four points. For Evgeny Malkin, it was one of three four-point performances on the schedule yesterday. Uh, again, the Canucks blow it up. Like you're that you're you're you're, you're close here. Where's Bo Horvat going? Is the real conversation sure. I think we should be having at this point. Again, and we know that uh, things are so tight with the salary cap around the NHL, and that's something we can ask Stewie about. He's but only at five and a half mil. Like the Canucks are a lot closer than dead last Chicago than they are to Seattle. Like blow it up here. May as well. Like at least have at least have sort of like you know something around the, you know eight seven eight percent chance of getting Connor Bedard, because again you're the poster child of NHL purgatory. And again last night they blow a big lead because that's what the Canucks do all season. They've won too many games for Connor Bedard. Now you've got to look at guys like Adam Fantilli or Dalbor Dvorsky or and even then, not a bad place to be. 
Another wild one featured the Jets, the only other Canadian team in action. They took on the Red Wings in Detroit. Calder Trophy winner Moritz Sider. He's having an okay year, bit of a sophomore slump. But in the first period, it was the Mo Show. Quick feed over, left point, Woman Stutter step move. He makes his way, and he shoots, he scores! Now here's a pass, Bergeron scores! Penalty is over, feed in front, Sunquist scores! Mort Sider had the primary on all three of those goals. Set them all up, Red Wings jumped out to a 3-0 lead, he had four points. Jets did a good job trying to get back in, but they could never even tie this game up. A rare off night for Connor Hellebuck, who only stopped 16 of 22 in the loss. The Wings stop a five-game winning streak for the Jets, but that run has them only three points back of the Stars for the Central Division lead. Real quick, too. Uh, you want a great example of why you should never judge draft picks? Why? Go back and watch uh, the reaction of everybody when the Red Wings took Mo Sider, where they did. Oh, what are they doing? What a terrible pick. Oh, my God, this is way out of left field for Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings. Yeah, the dude's one of the brightest young stars on the blue line in the NHL. Not having an outstanding year compared to last season, but sure. the dude is going to be a monster yeah. in this year for in this league for years to come. Uh, Flames chasing the Kraken in the Pacific Division. They were in Buffalo to visit the Sabres. This game tied at 2 after 40, but then the Calder Trophy favorite for this year got things going. Burakovsky, left circle, done shot, tipped off the post, rebound, batted in, Matty Benier scores! Oh yeah, Matty Beneers with the real nice uh, deflection off the post, he dives to knock it home. That gave the Kraken a 3-2 lead, they end up winning 4-3, he assisted on the game winner as well as uh, leads all rookies in scoring. Avalanche chasing the Flames in the wild card race. Could there be a scarier team chasing you in a playoff race than the Colorado Avalanche? They're just the defending Stanley Cup champions. What story about NBD? They were trailing the Panthers 4-1 to in this game. They scored three goals, lickety split, and then somehow the Panthers were able to score a garbage one after a power play uh, as they take a 5-4 to regulation win over the Avalanche. It's been games like that for Colorado where they're that close, but they don't get the points, and that's why they're on the outside looking in. Uh, is there is there any parallel between the Panthers and the Flames this season? Are the Panthers the Eastern Conference version of the Flames? I think that there's some truth to that, except that the Panthers are eight points out of a playoff spot and the Flames are in a wild card spot. They're, uh, they're maybe more like the Blues, frankly. Sure. It's a conversation to get well, into. But, but they had such a blockbuster regular season last year. Yeah, okay. That's There's what I mean. that comparison, 100. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, both won their division, and the Panthers won the President's Trophy. Elsewhere, Mark Andre Fleury stopped 40 of 43. It wasn't enough. The Wild lost to the Rangers in a shootout. Another great goalie battle on Long Island between the Stars and the Islanders. Jake Ottinger stopped 27 of 28. Ilya Sorokin stopped 25 of 26. But the Stars would win it in a shootout, two to one. Sharks beat the Coyotes four to two. Four points for Nikita Kucherov as the Lightning doubled up the Blue Jackets six to three. The Devils beat the Hurricanes in a key Metropolitan Division clash. Dawson Mercer had three points as the Devils scored four unanswered goals in the final 21 minutes of the game to come from behind and beat Carolina 5-3. After that, the Devils are just two points back of the Hurricanes for the division lead, both teams having played half of their games. Tonight, just four games. You got the Oilers looking to get back in the win column. Nice get-right spot. They visit the Ducks. That goes at 8. Leafs host the Predators at 5.30. Yesterday, the Leafs placed TJ Brody on the injured reserve. Bobby McMahon 
has been recalled Ooh. and could play tonight. We also have a California clash between the Sharks and Kings at 8 and the Capitals and Flyers battle at 5 o'clock. From the Major Leagues of Baseball, six and a half weeks away from the Jays' first preseason game, four and a half weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Things are moving and things are shaking. The club made the signing of left-handed first baseman Brandon Belt official. One year, $9.3 million. The 34-year-old was limited to 78 games last season due to a knee injury. They also acquired 29-year-old right-handed pitcher Zach Thompson from the Pittsburgh Pirates for 25-year-old outfielder Chavez Young. 22 starts and 29 appearances for Thompson last year. He was 3 and 10 on a bad Pirates team. Another huge dude. He's 6 foot 7 and 250 pounds. Made his debut in 2021. Uh, a depth move, and obviously you can never have too many arms. The old cliche in baseball. And Shadavidi going to join us in about seven to ten minutes. Here we'll ask him uh, how does he fit in this lineup. And again, another left-handed bat for the Toronto Blue Jays, which is something they've sorely missed here the last, I don't know, three or four years. Also sounds like Carlos Correa is going to actually sign to like, Minnesota. <laughs> is it a pending another physical? Because uh, he's already failed two of them. It is. So the wild uh, wild month for the 28-year-old, December 13th, he agrees to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the Giants, doesn't pass the physical. Pivots to the Mets, 12-year, $315 million. Less money. Doesn't pass the physical. But... Goes back to the Minnesota Twins. Six years, $200 million. So it's more money per, but less money total. But he still has to pass the Twins medical review. The focus is going to be on his lower right leg. He broke it in 2014. A source said the Twins expect to be comfortable with it. But the other two clubs, the Giants and the Mets, did not uh, love it. Real quick on Carlos Correa. Not the biggest fan of Carlos Correa. Not because of the cheating scandal and how the Astros cheated their way to that World Series. It's the fact that they won that World Series, and on that night, he popped the question to his girlfriend. And remember that, that got all the headlines? It's like your team just won the World Series, and then you popped the question to your girlfriend. Way to steal some thunder from your teammates. That, I didn't remember Like Charlie that, Morton that. was blockbuster, and then he pops the question. Nobody's talking about Charlie Morton's start. That nailed down the world championship. They're all talking about Carlos Correa popping the question to his girlfriend. How selfish of that guy. Unbelievable. Anyway, sorry. Uh, really, the only I think is stupid stuff like that. I'm sorry. Really quickly here. Uh, Raptors beat the Hornets. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 124 to one. You ready to do it? Yeah, it's been all a right. while. Pitter patter. We missed you, pal. Well, all right. Uh, Clock starts now. All right. Uh, Raptors shot the F out of the ball last night. 23 pointers on 44 attempts. Raptors sting the Hornets. No. 132-120. Spicy P. Pascal Siakam, 28 points. Gary Trent Jr., 24. OG Ananobi scored 8 of his 22 in the fourth. Raptors, uh, well, shooting the ball while 49.5%. Oh, that's too bad. You were slow today. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm like, I'm off. I'm off my game because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been off for like months, according to our listeners. <laughs> it's so. been like a year. Yeah, it's been a year. Seven years. I want to ask Shy of eighty two. How late is it? Too late Shia. in the year to say Happy New Year to somebody. Shia, how long has your longest vacation been? Yeah, like months. <laughs> um, how late is it? Too late in the year to say Happy New Year. And See you next year. Auto yeah. port. <laughs> well done. Auto part is this imposter working yeah, our Brody today. was sharp there. That was like, a good one. No, you know what? Like I again, I'm super impressed with what Alex Brody's bringing, and it's all gonna it's all gonna come tomorrow. To, it's all gonna culminate with how good Brody on the beat sounds. Tomorrow. That's a really good point. 
Otto Porter Jr., done for the like, year. Alex could double down on how great he's been so far to 2023 or just crush on like just completely ruin all the progress he's made mm-hmm. with a mediocre Brody in the beat. Uh, no Ra- pressure, Alex. Wranglers beat the Condors 4-3. to Connor Zary and Matthew Phillips had very good games as they were pretty dominant in this game, but really it took a final minute goal for Matthew Phillips to win 4-3. to And it was the WHL trade deadline. The Hitman traded Zach Funk to the Prince George Cougars. Uh, adding a 2004-born forward, a a big forward, and and a whole bunch of draft picks. The WHL could be getting pretty good, as we did see trades for Dylan Gunther, who actually plays with the Arizona Coyotes, and Ozzy Weisblatt, who plays in the AHL, could be getting returned, much like the Winnipeg Jets just returned a couple of their prospects to the dub, Chaz Lucius and Brad Lambert. So uh, there's some good players that are now playing in that league, lots of future NHLers uh, in the dub. That's it. And good night and good luck to you, sir. On the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Shy Davidi on the Blue Jays. More on the Flames overtime loss last night in St. Louis. What the hell is going on with the Sportsnet 960 Twitter account? And some hot wrestling talk with producer Patrick Dumont. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.